want to thank you for joining us on this Tuesday afternoon. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Today is July 27th, and we're just praising and magnifying God right now. We'll be back shortly. Sometimes you just need to come into the service and confess him as being Lord and Savior. Sometimes you just need to come in and just bow down and you know and let the let the Lord have his way within you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless you, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and mercy, Lord. We thank you for blessing us with your presence. Lord God, we thank you for giving us hearts to seek you, minds, Lord God, to 
call upon you, Lord God, hands that we can wave at you, Lord God. Lord, just the mere thought of you, Lord Jesus, we just honor you. We're humble in your presence, Lord God, and we pray and ask that you would bless those that are listening, those that are coming into the service. Lord God, those, oh Lord God, give us your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding for your people, Lord God. Lord Jesus, for your people are great, Lord Jesus, and they're seeking you. Lord God, help us, Lord God, to decrease as you increase in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you, Lord God. I pray that you have, I, I don't know what kind of day that you, you may have had, but I, I pray that your day has been blessed. Maybe you are faced with some challenges like I was. I, I've been up since 4 a.m. Uh, the system went down nationwide. It was a breach. And 62 of our offices were impacted. So it's been a day, but it doesn't dethrone God. He's still God. He's still mighty in all his ways. You know, and I, I thank God because uh, as I had to continually reach out to people and let uh, a higher up level of ministry, uh, uh, of, of executives know what was going on in the system. You know, I could hear there was some that was responding back saying, we're praying for you. We're praying because we know what it what is taking and what's going on, you know, and that's refreshing. That's refreshing because you don't hear that too much in a business setting. But thank God that a life has been displayed that that can be said and received. To God be the glory. To him be the praise. We've been in service, service <laughs> doesn't start to seven, but, but we have been in here worshiping the Lord uh, for a past half hour, just, just here and worshiping him, uh, you know, just, just meditating and thinking about the goodness of God uh, without speaking to one another. You know, we, we greet each other, but, but it's something about sometime when you walk into the house of God and you feel his presence. There's nothing to do but join in uh, with what's going on. You know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, this evening uh, as we, and, I, and I'm telling you, I, I just feel I feel, just feel overwhelmed. Just feel overwhelmed by the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's no better place to be than in his presence. There's no better place. There's no better place. If my gospel mother, if my godmother, my pastor was here, I would have to, I, I was thinking as I was driving in and I, I was in my mind, I said, you know, and I, I'll share this. But if she was here, I would have to first, uh, my first thought was to apologize. And then say, I get it. You know, you ever have one of those moments as a uh, you parents out there where you look at your parent, your mom, your dad, whoever raised you, and you said, I get it. Some of their responses may have been too late <laughs> because you're there, you've arrived. Others may have a different response. The fact is, is that you get it. You understand those things that they were trying to tell you. And if you haven't arrived there yet, keep living. Lord Terry, you will. You'll reach a certain point where you like, wow, the light will come on. Bing! 
and you'll realize exactly what they were trying to tell you. What they were not trying to tell you, they did communicate it uh, to the best of their ability. Give your parents credit to the best of their ability. They did what they could do to get the message across. And when the light come on, you'll realize that. I was like, wow, if I could just really, if I could tell her. And I believe that because we are encamped about with such a great cloud of witness that she knows my thoughts. Uh-huh. Because he is a God of the living, not a God of the dead. And most certainly I know that as I live, as she lives as I will live uh, in him, as she lived in him, because that's what I was taught through the word of God. You don't have, the Bible said, heaven and earth will pass away, but his word is going to stand. And so you want to stand on the word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Now, on Sundays, we're inside the pages, the book of Revelation, learning, experiencing, repenting, and finding mercy. Mm -hmm. When you get into the word of God, you're going to learn something about him and you're going to learn something about yourself. When I say experiencing, I'm not talking about, I mean, you will rejoice. You will get the glad glass, the happy happies. You will also get convicted. Mm -hmm. It will iron some wrinkles out. You know, the Lord's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. So the, the word of God acts as a detergent, an agent that removes spots too you'll find yourself repenting. And at the same time, because you came boldly to the throne of grace, you have mercy. It is a blessing. The Bible says it's a blessing to read it, read his word. And they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein. And that's what, our, that's what we, uh, I pray that you as well, has determined in your mind, and that is to read the word, uh, to hear the word and to keep those things that are written therein because there is a blessing. We're in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel is the one that led us into Revelation because he uh, has taken us from a state of, uh, of his calling into a higher level of ministry and into the uh, repentance and the chastisement of Israel to their restoration and to the coming of the Lord, the rebuilding of the temple. And so as we come to the end, we're coming to the chapters that in uh, this particular prophecy that is yet unfolding before our eyes. If you've been following, you know that, uh, that the dry bones came together in 1940, uh, 48, and uh, uh, people, all, people talk about the Antichrist and the peace treaty and different thing, which actually peace, there was a peace treaty that was signed in 48 too. And so there have been a number of treaties that's been signed and Antichrist can just come along and, and show the world how to make it work. But we won't be here for that. Ezekiel goes on to talk about the temple and he's talking about the temple that is yet to be constructed. And that's where we are right now. The 44th chapter uh, beginning at the 4th verse and the uh, through the ninth, it says, Then brought he me the way of the north gate. Now, we know there's something special about the east gate. If you recall what, uh, what is special about the east gate, uh, you can, you can uh, comment it. Comment what's special about the east gate. And so the Bible says, Then brought he me the way of the north gate before the house and I looked and behold the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord and I fell on my face and the Lord said unto me son of man mark well 
and behold with thine eyes and hear with thine ears all that I say unto thee concerning all the ordinances of the house of the Lord and all the laws thereof. And mark well the entering in of the house with every going forth of the sanctuary. And thou shalt say to the rebellious, even the house of Israel, thus said the Lord God, ye, O ye house of Israel, let it suffice you of all your abominations and that ye have brought into my sanctuary strangers uncircumcised in the heart, uncircumcised in the flesh to be in my sanctuary to pollute it, even my house. When ye offer my bread, the fat and the blood, and they have broken my covenant because of all of your abominations. And ye not kept the charge of my holy thing. Ye have not kept the charge of my holy thing, but ye have set keepers of my charge in my sanctuary for yourselves. Thus says the Lord God, no stranger, uncircumcised in heart, or uncircumcised in flesh shall enter into my sanctuary of, of any stranger that is among the children of Israel. As you know, the thought that has been taken is water and oil don't mix. It never will. Water is an inorganic, transparent, tasteless, odorless, nearly colorless, a substance. Okay. Now it's funny because they're uh, the definition that uh, that they have. They have water as being a chemical substance, but it's a substance. I like to refer to it as a substance since it is eternal. It is an eternal substance, uh, which is the main component of Earth's uh, hydrosphere and the fluids of all living. Organism. As much as uh, some of us, uh, uh, you like eating chicken, uh, chicken is a lot of water. Uh huh. Well, so are we. We're a lot of water. And if you don't think so, look at us when situations arise, we dry up. You know, even in, in death, uh, the body dries, it becomes dehydrated. And so we need to stay hydrated. Thank you for the water. I'm getting hydrated. And, and so uh, it is vital for all known forms of life, for every living creature. Uh, and it provides no calories. Uh, it has, uh, it says it has no organic nutrients, but you better not go without it. Um, it's considered chemi a chemical formula of H2O indicates that each of its uh, molecules contain one apart oxygen and two uh, uh, hydrogen atoms uh, connected by a covalent bond. That is a chemical bond that evolved the sharing of electrons between atoms. Isn't God amazing? He is amazing. And that's why science can't figure him out. And they haven't yet. They can't figure out this planet. They don't talk about the galaxies. I, I heard a dynamic message being taught about the galaxies and how great God is and how there are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of galaxies that exist. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews that, uh, that the worlds were framed. And, and so uh, we know the world that we live in as well as the spiritual, the parallel uh, that exists too. But there are other galaxies that you'll know little of at this time. But I'm telling you, live saved, and you'll find out more. Whereas oil, being a nonpolar chemical substance, that's a, that's a substance there. That's a chemical. Uh, when you break it all down, I, I know. Please don't don't dig me. I know we're talking about chemicals, and all right. Uh, that is this viscous liquid having, in other words, it's thick and uh, has a sticky consistency. Um, and so it doesn't mix well uh, with water uh, because it is uh, at an amb ambient temperature and is both uh, hydrophobic. It doesn't mix well. And so, uh, in other words, it is water fearing. It, it mixes well with other 
uh, oils, uh, other uh, literally uh, it's a fat loving compound, but it doesn't mix well with water. Uh, oils have a high carbon and hydrogen content and are usually uh, flammable, surface active. You know, um, some are even toxic. Uh, yeah, clovers, uh, lavender, eucalyptics, and uh, tea trees, and wintergreen, uh, just to name a few, are, are, are not safe for everybody, and especially um, some things for your pets. But your pets need water. Uh, so we need to consider that, that these things do not mix together. The Bible says, Then brought he me the way of the north gate, before the house, and I looked, and behold, the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord, and I fell on my face. Ezekiel was moved from the east gate to the way of the north. And as he looked on, uh, as he gave his attention to the vision, the glory of the Lord filled the house. The experience was overwhelming for him, just like I, I, I believe that I, I felt I was overwhelmed uh, just sitting here waiting for service to start and worshiping. I believe that the experience that he had was overwhelming. It was so overwhelming that it humbled him. Uh, are you humble at his presence? Or is it a quickening, but there's no humility? But, you know, the Bible tells us that his anointing destroys the yoke. But I, I've seen people that have come in and and felt the anointing, or either they were faking it. Um, maybe they've learned, it became learned behavior, because I've seen that too. And there was no destroying of the yoke that had been bound. In other words, they could leave right out and tell you off, um, mentally, emotionally, uh, unstable, uh, unbalanced. Uh, and so, uh, there, is, there was no change because of the anointing or because of the quickening. I, I, I'm going to call it a quickening because it's something that, that some people even practice. Growing up, my pastor taught us to honor the Lord, and that is to entice him, to usher in his presence. Something I thought I understood, but now I understand a little better, and it has taken on a whole new meaning. Ezekiel said that he saw the glory of the Lord fill the house and he fell on his face. I think that when we feel the presence of the Lord and we see his, uh, his move of his spirit, it's not a time for it to start. It, it, maybe you want to let the people know that, that the presence of the Lord, but I'm telling you, if it is the presence of the Lord, they already are aware of it. But not to make someone to do something. We can lead them, because he said, my sheep know my voice, and another they will not follow. And so we can easily, as the sheep of God, be led into worship, be led into praise. And when it comes to a, a part where uh, it will overwhelm us, Lord said, I overtake you and bless you, then we all should be humble, all of us by his presence. It doesn't matter what title you have. You ought to be humbled by the presence of the Lord. Ezekiel was a, a, was a minister and then pulled into an area of caring, uh, 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 elevated into this position, and he was humbled by what he saw and what he was experiencing with God. Are you humble today? And the Lord said unto me, son of man, Mark well, and behold with thy eyes, and hear with thine ears all that I say unto thee concerning all the ordinances of the house of the Lord. I would draw a line underneath that, ordinances of the house of the Lord, and all the laws thereof. And mark well the entering in of the house uh, with every going forth of the sanctuary. No doubt Ezekiel was giving God his undivided attention. However, uh, God still reminded him again, give me your attention. Uh, we need to give God our mental, our uh, visual, and our hearing. 
We need to give him all three. He wants our undivided attention. But yet we have a tendency to bring many things into the service of the Lord. Things that do not belong there. I recall uh, the young man that I was sitting in service. I had my laptop with me and I was just about to, I sat down and I was about to open it up. I turned it on and the pastor walked by. I walked by me and politely said, uh, turn that off. In other words, God wants your undivided attention. He wants our undivided attention. And so I did just what I was told to do. I turned it off. And so as I read the word of God, and as you read the word of God, I, I hope you're reading the word of God. I recall things and I find myself, as I mentioned earlier, apologizing, confessing my ignorance uh, to sovereign God and appreciating the opportunity to worship, the opportunity to, uh, of experiencing his presence, the opportunity of his righteousness, the opportunity of his goodness that leads us to repentance. Now, I know a lot of pastors may not even say that, that they, they've had to repent of some things. Uh, as growing up in the church, maybe you grew up in the church, or maybe your parent was a minister, your, uh, your, your mother, father, grandfather, you know, so you was just in church. Uh, and maybe while you was in church, you kind of took some things for granted. Uh, you know, uh, just got, got re too relaxed. And, uh, and maybe even resented the fact when someone told you that you was too relaxed in the service, that you're not going to get out of it of what you came there for. And, and so I think about those things from time to time. It's good to recall the, the good. And it's also good to think about the bad and the ugly so that you don't repeat it and do it ever again. And so I, I recall those things and I, as I read the word of God and I read about uh, different situations and scenarios and put yourself in the author's position. Sometimes the position of the author is not like Ezekiel. You may not be the prophet. You may be the rebellious heart that he is speaking to. You may be the one that God is upset with. And so as you read the word of God, it does something to us. It does something with us. It does something for us. Maybe you have perfectly watched, listen, and have always given your undivided attention in the service. So, so if that's you, I'm not talking to you. But for those that have sat in a service, played Candy Crush, those that have sat in a service and text someone, those that have sat in a service and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and search something out on the internet, I, you know who I'm talking to. The pastor taught us a song early on our youth and the song said if I've done anything that I should not have done please forgive me Lord if I held on to sin and refused to let you in please forgive me Lord and some of you listen may have known if I if I've done anything that I should not have done please forgive me Lord if I held on to sin and refused to let you in Please forgive me, Lord. You know, sometimes we don't think about our actions. We don't think about our thoughts. We don't think about maybe we've gone through an entire day and did not acknowledge God. We need to ask God, Lord, if there's anything I've done, please forgive me. If anything I did not do, maybe it's a sin of omission. If I held on to something, maybe I'm, I'm harboring something in my heart that I really need to let go. Please forgive me, Lord, and let it go. Don't just ask forgiveness and don't make a change. Each of us, like Ezekiel, need to, need to, uh, to know and understand the ordinances of the house of the Lord. Now, ordinances are the authoritative decree or direction. It is a law. As soon as the king of kings, God, sovereign God, speaks it, it goes into effect. Uh, there is nobody to vote it into office. There's nobody to write a bill, and it's not going to be vetoed by anyone. It, it may be ignored by some, but as soon as God speaks it, it becomes law. 
He said, the Lord said unto me, son of man, listen carefully. Listen closely and give attention to everything I tell you concerning all the regulations and instructions regarding the temple of the Lord. Give attention to the entrance of the temple and all the exits. In other words, when you went into the sanctuary, there were reminders of conduct. Bless your Lord Jesus. I, I could shout off of that right now. There were reminders of how we are to conduct ourselves. There are rules pertaining to the house of God that are not to be ignored. Do not ignore them. We ignore them. Uh-huh. Uh, there are churches all across the country that are ignoring those things pertaining to the house of God. We all need to seek those things out. Because that's what the Lord told Ezekiel. Pay attention to the ordinances and the laws, the regulations. Look, God, in other words, God has uh, the say-so, or at least he should, have the say-so of, of how the service is conducted, the order of the service. And so, uh, but many are ignored because we, we've come to a point where we've outgrown, mm-hmm, We've outgrown those things. And thou shalt say to the rebellious. We've outgrown those things, so we become rebellious. Even to the house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, O ye house of Israel, let it suffice you of all your abominations. Rebellion, as you know, means to act out in a, a defiance. Take control of something that uh, that someone else is attempting or has uh, placed in order. One of the main excuses uh, people give, or one of the main excuses that is used is, well, God don't understand. He, yeah, oh yeah, God don't understand. Now let's be transparent, let's be real. Let, let's be real, and, and I'm, we should always be real. Don't mean you have you tell your business to everybody, but but have you ever told God he don't understand? Maybe you didn't use those words. But you acted it out. In your heart, when you were told what was right to do, you said, yeah, but I feel this way. And with saying that, you were saying, but God, I hear what you're saying, but you don't understand how I feel. So therefore, I'm not going to comply. Matter of fact, you may have said, no one understands me. No one knows what I'm going through. Even though the person standing right next to you could uh, have been through the very same thing that you're dealing with, but yet you will make that statement or have made that statement that no one understands and certainly not God. God don't understand. Uh, you know, in the movies today, uh, I, I hear them, this is what they say in the movies. It's complicated. That's what they say in the movies. I, I'm sure you heard that it's complicated. You know, I don't want to explain it, try to explain it to you, but it's complicated. But I'm, I'm here to remind everyone, everyone listening, that the Bible says, is there anything too hard for God? There's nothing complicated for God. So all you're saying is that is that it's it, your imagination, your imagination is running wild, running away, child, running wild. You know, go back home where you belong. Listen, your imagination is running wild, and you're making up stuff. If you haven't eaten a mush, a, a, a magic mushroom. You haven't smoked a, a primo. You haven't hit a pot. You haven't took a sip. You haven't did nothing but your imagination that has you hallucinating, thinking that God don't understand. He understands it all. So it's not too complicated for God. And it is not too complicated for those that have been there and have done that. Those that may be telling you, stop, stop. Don't go down that path. God shows Ezekiel and commands him. When God speaks, we treat it like an option. But it's really an order. It's not an option. It's an order. 
We treat it like an option, but it's an order. One day I was standing near, so therefore I won't use no names. I was standing near a pastor as, as they told one of the members, I'll see you in service in a, uh, in a couple of hours. And that member said, if the Lord will. We looked at each other, me and the pastor, because the will of the Lord was that you be in service. You were being told. It was not an option. That was the leader, the one that will stand. If the rapture were, took place at that moment, if, if everyone was caught up at that moment, that individual would have to, would be standing before God, giving account for your soul, but you just told them that you'll think about it, that you're not certain if you're going to go to service, but you'll think about if the Lord will. See, that, that means a lot because we already know what the Lord will is. And at that moment, his will was that you would be obedient, obey them and have a rule over you and be in service. Say to the rebellious house, this is what the sovereign Lord says, enough of your detestable practices. Mm -hmm. Enough is enough. And that ye have brought into my sanctuary strangers, uncircumcised, in heart, uncircumcised in flesh, to be in my sanctuary, to pollute it. Even my house, when ye offer my, my bread and the fat and the blood, they have broken my covenant because of all your abominations. Now, God is not speaking about those that when he said, come as you are, when he said, let us reason together, though your sins be as, as crimson, I'll make them white as snow. He's not talking about that because he wants us to come in. It don't matter. Uh, where you been down and dirty. It don't matter where you been, uh, you know, uh, a smelly cat. It don't matter where you been when he called you to repentance. But in this instance, these people were not repentant. They were taking full advantage of the, uh, the house of God, ignoring his ordinances and doing what they wanted to do. I was told by a youth minister that they attended a musical to hear a family member sing. Now, I don't, uh, they were singing R&B and gospel, etc., in this particular place. And uh, the young people pretty much did what young people are going to do, some of them. Some have some principle, like Daniel. They dare to be different. Others say, well, no, no, that was old school. You know, that was pretty, matter of fact, that's beyond old school. That's way back in the Bible days. You know, and so uh, we don't we don't we don't believe that it's necessary to, to live a, a sanctified life like that today. You know, uh, the comment by the host of this uh, event uh, that set up this platform for the youth said they did it because the church has failed them. And I was wondering, what did the youth minister have to say about that? Because the church, God's church, has not failed anyone. God's not going to comply to what you want. He's not going to comply to everything that you think you want. Uh, he's already given us. Matter of fact, if we line up with God's word, you'll see more of what we saw in the scripture in the form of the miraculous. Not just a declaration of the miraculous, but you'll see the miraculous occurring in your life. The comment. So they uh, saw an opportunity, but this opportunity set up an environment that was more like Burger King. Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. Special orders don't upset us. All you have to do is have it your way until... You have it your way until something happens. You have it your way until there's an event that you need prayer. You don't want just anybody praying for you. But wait a minute. You didn't want to honor the, uh, the ordinances and regulations of what God said to, uh, to keep things holy. Well, holy ain't no, uh, I don't classify holy as being fun. Because my friends aren't doing it. And, uh, you know, uh, listen. 
You wanted something strange. You wanted to retain a strong connection with gratification. You wanted to usher in something new to excite the flesh. And even said, it don't take all that. Claiming God's way is mundane. A subtle uh, deterioration begins. Enthusiasm lessens. And after a while, the anticipation of uh, service, praise, worship, and seeing, the, uh, seeing God move becomes just another service. Uh, uh, that's just the pastor speaking. That's just elder or mother and listen, uh, I'm not talking about the young people saying that. I'm, I'm talking about the, the ministers saying that. If I'm not speaking, then it's not you know, as if you somebody. Listen, if God didn't save you, you'd be. All right. Somebody cover their ears. No, I'm not saying anything that bad. But if God didn't save you, you you still be a drunkard. If God didn't save you, you still be a, a man or a woman of the evening. If God didn't save you, you would have OD. If God didn't save you, you'd be strung out, doing maybe doing time, maybe six feet up. If God didn't save you, oh bless you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But He did. How do we become? such a rebellious people to a sovereign God, to a God that parted the Red Sea, brought you out of the situation that had you bowed, that was tormenting you, that you cried deep down in your soul, deliver me. And all of a sudden, oh, listen, the shepherds are accountable as well because they went along with, recall the church of Pergamos? Uh-huh. Satan even had a seat in the house. They went along with it instead of evicting him. The eighth verse says, and ye have not kept the charge of my holy things, but ye have set keepers of my charge in my sanctuary for yourselves. You've not done what I've asked you to do. Remember, this is, this is Ezekiel speaking to the house of Israel. He ain't talking to you. He's speaking to the house of Israel. Uh, He's he talking to the church in the wilderness. Yeah. Uh, and so he's not talking to you. You have not. You, you haven't kept my charge of my holy things. This statement supersedes any and all imaginable programs in your mind. Do it your way. Uh, by salt and peppering it would compromise. Remember, water and oil don't mix. So what make you think what God has is going to be mixed with something else and it's going to be all right? The church is never supposed to lower its standards. All right. Thank you, Lord. Uh, the world lower their standards. We don't lower ours just a few inches above there so we can say we have a higher standard. It never lowers. It stays high. It stays up where God set it at. Thank you, Jesus. Water and oil don't mix. You took it upon yourselves to implement a new program in the place of what God established. Well, you know, the young people ain't going to be drawn. Maybe if you would shut your mouth Maybe if you would allow God to be God instead of coming to service, then going home and talking about another individual. The kids know that's out of order. Uh, maybe if you zipped it up, uh -huh, let your yay be yay and your nay be nay, instead of saying something that you should not be saying that causes the child or the family member, or even your spouse to lose respect for what God has established or his leadership or even you. Because after a while, they're going to be looking at you crazy. Because you saying things that, in other words, you are not truthful. You go there, but you're not being true. Thank you. They will also lose the desire. 
Many have destroyed their children with the mouth that God has given them to give praise. Many have destroyed and caused things to go south because they talk about the very thing that they're supposed to be doing or supposed to be worshiping or the leadership, not following, wanting to be like everyone else. And that was Israel's problem. They wanted to be like other nations. Thank you. Mm -hmm. They wanted to be like other nations. I don't want to be like no one. I want to be like Mike. No, not me. I don't want to be like Mike. Mike be Mike. Mike, do you, Mike? Do you? I'm going to do Carl. Thank you. I'm going to do me, and I'm going to be what God has called me to be. Thank you, Lord. Uh-huh. What, what does the army say? Be all that you can be. I'm going to be all. I'm in the army of the Lord. I'm going to be all that I can be. Thank you, Jesus. Be all. Be you. Do you, but do it unto the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Leviticus 10, 1 through 3 says, and, and uh, Nadab and Abihu the sons of Aaron took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. Don't do that. Um, Pastor Carl is standing here telling you, don't do that. Don't do it. And there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said unto Aaron, this is that this is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified in them that cometh nigh me. And before all the people, I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. What else was Aaron going to say? Lord, you shouldn't have done that. Oh, Lord, you shouldn't have took my children. You shouldn't have took my sons. Oh, but your sons did what they wanted to do. Your children did what they wanted to do because you allowed it. What is it that Aaron did that they saw that they felt so comfortable to make a mockery of God's service? We need to be careful in what we do. Yes. We need to consider. Hallelujah. We are the example for them to follow. What example are they following? I'll leave that for you to decide. Thus said the Lord God, no stranger uncircumcised in heart or uncircumcised in flesh shall enter into my sanctuary of any stranger that is among the children of Israel. He's not having it and you're not going to have it your way. The only way that there's going to be is God's way. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace this evening, Lord God, this and we pray and ask that you will bless us, Lord Jesus, to take heed to your word. Lord Jesus, bless us to follow the ordinances and regulations that you have established. Lord God, help us to honor you in your sovereign, your sovereign, Lord God. Lord Jesus, and we recognize that, Lord Jesus, and we want to honor your word, honor your name that you have given us for salvation. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless those that are, uh, are faithful. Bless those, oh Lord God, uh, that are not. By stirring up their hearts, Lord Jesus, uh, that they should become faithful. Lord, I pray and ask that you would touch those, oh Lord God, that are seeking you. Those that are tearing for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Lord, I bless them, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, we'll give Thank your name you. praise and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin, if you've not been received the Holy Ghost, you need to go to a church of truth and power, and you need to have your sins remitted. You need to tarry for the Holy Ghost so that you can be filled. Uh-huh. It's the seal of redemption. Bless you, Lord God. Hallelujah. I don't know. Maybe you listening, and, and if you're listening and you have found a church since you've been listening to the broadcast, let us know. Comment it in so that we can praise God with you. Because certainly I am praying for you. Oh, bless you, Lord Jesus. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed. 
and rest in the Lord. Remember the song featured are respectively the property of the Thompsons and the artists and other producers. A quick question, what about that East Gate? Did somebody answer that? What was special about the East Gate? The East Gate was the gate that the Lord came through. And because the Lord came through that gate, no man, that gate was shut so that no man could enter through that gate. Now, when the Lord comes back, the Bible tells us, and if you're following with us in Revelation, we're, we're just, we're, uh, then you'll find out what's going to happen through that East Gate. Until then, God bless you. Be blessed. Be blessed. Know that you're blessed. Go look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm blessed. Let somebody know I'm blessed. You know, like I like to say, it's good to be me. Tell somebody it's good to be me. All right. Love you. Be blessed. Love somebody else. Thank you.